0: To Expounded Universe, Season 20, Episode 6. Hello, butta. Uh, hello, fatda. But, uh, the book, Lando Calrissian and the Flame Wind of Ozion by L. Neil Smith. The year 1982. Chapters 13 through 15. With your host Jeff and John. Let's go. God damn it. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to System Mastery. Yeah, I'm really fucking excited. That's what's going on. Hey, it's me, Jeff. Joined as always by John over there, who's just giving me big happy smiles. Yeah, like a like a just friendly dog over here. Yeah, exactly. Like a like a golden retriever who just found out who's a good boy. <laughs> it's me. It's him. He is. So uh, so that's what's up with us. We're both having a. Nice day. We just went off and got some fancy sandwiches. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had a nice little Monte Cristo. Which you have been just craving for weeks, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I really wanted a dumb, nice sandwich for a while. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I found that on the list of dumb sandwiches I could get, uh, because I just sort of put sandwich into Yelp and was like, what do you got for me, bro? Right. Uh, And then some place was like, Monte Cristo? And I went... Fuck yeah. Yeah, I want a deep-fried sandwich with jam on it. That's exactly the kind of stupid bullshit this guy loves. <laughs> so, we found a place that serves an okay Monte Cristo and headed out. Indeed we did. Now, what I had does not matter. This was this was a journey for John and his Monte Cristo. <laughs> for me and me alone, I'm still I'm still confused about the difference between that thing. So, hang on. There's three sandwiches in sort of a chain. There's like a Pokemon evolution of sandwich. Yeah. It's like a ham and Gruyere sandwich with like mustard and and uh and relish or something like that in there and that's a that that right there is a croque monsieur. Yeah, so you've got the croque monsieur. Yeah. And that's like I think not deep like you don't batter fry it, but, but, but like you a, do like do the standard like grilled cheese frying it. Right. But if you put in a fried egg on that, then that is a croque madame. Yes. And that's that's that uh, a slightly upscaled version. It's a ham and cheese sandwich, gruyere preferably, although I don't think it was on your case, um, With that's grilled like a grilled cheese, and then someone puts a fried egg on it. And then if you take the whole thing, I'll omit the egg again. You can put it back on if you're like ultra decadent, but normally just take a grilled cheese ham sandwich, Dip it in batter and fry it like a fucking corn dog, and then sprinkle powdered sugar and jelly all over it. That's a that, that's yeah. a Monte Cristo. You gotta you gotta deep fry that bad boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're making a batter essentially like you were making French toast. It's the custard. Batter. You get that that egg batter in yeah. there, yeah. and then you deep fry that bad boy, and then you gotta sprinkle the powdered sugar, and then it's it's uh, jelly to taste because you don't put it on the sandwich. It always comes on the side for either dipping or this place, which just had like those diner packets of jelly yeah. where you just kind of spread it on how you like. So is there a word for when you take a Monte Cristo and put a fried egg on it? Does that become a Monte Cristo Madame <laughs> <laughs> or is it just a gig of old Monte Cristo? Let's just a, just following the Pokemon thing. Yeah, that's the God of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever seen one. Uh, but you'll capture it before you finish the eighth gym. <laughs> you, you'll just <laughs> use it for regular dumb fights. <laughs> you'll be like, shut the fuck up, B kid. Eat Monty Madame. <laughs> <laughs> Grier beam, go. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, Star Wars, huh? Yeah, Star Wars. How about that Star Wars? Yeah. So, uh, when, when last we left off, uh, our intrepid hero had taken his crew. They were going to go, uh, get, uh and they were gonna arrest him for drug charges uh but they got the uh that weird daisy chain fucking group of fighters found them yep, and he managed to hide in the trench between two random uh asteroids that had sort of knocked into each other and stayed that way mm-hmm. so when last we left. He had been discovered and, they or knew at least they the knew where he was yeah. around. They don't know exactly where he is. They're not like trench running him through the crevasse at the moment. Yeah. But they know around where he is. I think one of the neat things about this is that this book theoretically came out in 1982 when uh, Empire came out in 81. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, this book was written before its publication date. So we aren't sure whether this predates the Xenogorth uh, the scene from Empire Strikes Back. Whether this is the first time someone flew an air, a ship into an asteroid in the Star Wars universe to hide it. Well, how would he know Lando Calrissian if it was written before that? Oh, that's another good point. You're right. So this has to have come out after Empire. He was not a New Hope character. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely right. Which just means that this is a ripoff. Never mind. Yes. This is just the same ship, but there's no cool worm. <laughs> so- <laughs> no cool worms here. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm sorry. I It took me a second to realign my perce- per, uh, perspective to a world where Lando Calrissian has not just always existed. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we have always been at war with Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Uh, how come we haven't lost yet? The dude is so smooth. (laughs) Because he doesn't want to fight. Oh, okay. He's just like, God damn it. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, they're, they're hiding out in the crack in a giant asteroid that happens to be of enough metal. Yeah, the giant asteroid crack. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That happens to have enough metal in it that, uh, it, it kind of repels all the flame wind crap. So they're not getting all hallucinogenic anymore. Yeah. And again, we do not ever find out how these fucking dudes in like, Shitball Z95s probably are able to be like, oh, we can fly around without just immediately going and crashing. (laughs) I I assume they just have a picture of the Millennium Falcon on, uh, like taped to their, uh, like dashboards, and then it just says equals the bad guy. And so that whenever they look at it, and now it's like the head of their mom or a giant baby or, you know, like the devil or something. And then they look down at their console, and sure enough, it says right there, head of your mother screaming is the enemy. Go ahead and blast it. Yeah, except they would be like, oh, looks like screaming baby equals formula. What? (laughs) I guess I should give that baby some formula. Well, luckily for me, I have it written down here that formula equals my blasters. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, we don't know how they're doing that, but they sure as hell are. I like to think that they're just, like I said, I think they're just being told, hey, you're going to go fucking crazy in there. Just try and kill a medium-sized ship if try you can. Try and murder some shit before that's, that. That's all it is. And if it, like, I don't know, turns its top half into Wolverine and its bottom half into, like, your math teacher, just keep blowing it up anyway. Turns <laughs> the top half into Wolverine and the bottom half into Wolverine. Yeah, the bo- the top half is the bottom half of Wolverine and the bottom half is the top half of Wolverine. So his head goes into his own butt. Then, you know, you got to blow that up, you gotta, you know. <laughs> blow that space up. <laughs> so so they're getting a, a couple moments to hide. And that's where they are, that's where we join our heroes is they're kind of just waiting and trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. And sure enough, they already seen the fighters pass by over the crack. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're just sort of shooting wildly at the asteroid, hoping to find where they are, because it's not a very large crevasse. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we assume you are somewhere along here but they can't like see into it and it's not like they've got lights on or anything that's drawn attention to them. They're just firing wildly trying to glaze that crack and, uh, and it just isn't working for them. Just firing wildly into the crack. Uh Uh-huh. And so our our heroes have a couple minutes to think about what to do. And that's where we join them as uh, Lando and, and Lando's gone back to the cockpit briefly to like check on people. And it is a fucked up situation. Like every, you know, they're, they're, They're not doing great back there. They've been getting bounced around and they're really grumpy and unhappy. Um, But we do already have a scene. This is after they went out and did the spacewalk to fix the ship, Yes. Which happened in the crack. So they're just still just kind of grumpy douchebags. But Lando's like, yeah, you guys deal with your own shit. I'm going to go sit in the cockpit. I don't like hanging around cops. And uh, yeah, we start with him being like, all right, so what the fuck am I going to do? Because... There's no real good way to try and get the fuck out of this cuz again he's like I'm stuck in a very tight crevice. If I try to fly my way out, I'm going to very I can't move quickly cuz I'm already scraping the sides on this thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll just blow me up before I even get a chance and that's when he gets a stupid ass idea. Yeah, you see he's talking he gives himself an idea which I thought was a little silly because normally you- you're talking to a, a buddy like he is with with Vuffy, and you know Vuffy's supposed to say some words. Yeah, Vuffy does like, "Oh man, I I guess we we'll, won't be able to get those hot dogs." He's like, "Hot dogs." Yeah, but instead, he gives his own idea to Vuffy, where he's like, "Hey, Vuffy, we don't have the chance. We need a. Uh, you wouldn't be able to pay me enough diamonds, to get diamonds, and I still diamonds. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Best <laughs> friends. Those are dogs. Wait." Dogs. Those are hot dogs. Dogs the, of war. The riddlers to... at Top Dog. <laughs> I hope so. That fucking place is delicious. Hell yeah! I mean, obviously, everyone wants to go to Top Dog. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, he's like uh, diamonds gives me an idea, and I'm going to be honest with you, John. Maybe I didn't read the book closely enough, but I never found the correlation between what he does and the term diamonds. Neither did I. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on there. I assume there. Oh no! Wait, hold on. There was a point earlier where I think he said that even like a diamond, if you hit it in the right spot, we'll crack. will crack. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because he's gonna try and do that to this asteroid. Yes, he's gonna try and crack this crack wide open. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> bust a crack right through here. Uh-huh. So uh his plan he he goes through a little lesson of how the shields on the ship work, where normally the shields on the ship exist a, a couple of molecules underneath the metallic surface of the ship. So The shields do not radiate out around the ship, but rather are located entirely inside of it, but only like a molecule or two from the surface. Yeah, it's why you can be like, oh, someone shot my ship, and they're scorching on it, but it didn't blow up. And you're like, okay, that's because technically the shields are below that, so they... Scratch the surface of it. I found this interesting just because I've always thought of shields in in most of these space shows, your Star Trek's and Star Wars and so on, as basically just being a big ovoid around the ship, right? Like, and in Star Trek, yeah, yeah. But in Star Wars, you never really see the shield. You see people with like the Gungans can set up like permanent energy shield generators and stuff like that, where you can see like like blue thing, um, but not the starships. So we're like, okay, I guess the shield is Millennium Falcon shaped. Like, it's got every little nook and cranny and bump on the Millennium Falcon mapped out on the shield because it has to be at all times less about a molecule away from the outer surface. Yeah, although I assume that is like not all of it, and that's why you can like knock the fucking antenna off. (laughs) Because they're like, oh no, it's just on the base hull. Anything that sticks out from that is fair game to get slapped around. We didn't put that antenna under the shield, set it for fun. It's it's like uh it's like how a lizard can lose its tail. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a fun little goof we like to have. Yeah, so he's like, well, normal. Thankfully, we, for- we built this spaceship wrong as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't born blind, but we blinded him for fun. I, no, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he he says this. He's like, yeah, they, for no- normally the ship of the Falcon exists like a molecule or two beneath the skin of the Falcon for a lot of reasons. But anyway, you're like, I would love to hear them. <laughs> and apparently the distance that your shields exist in relation to your ship is a knob that you can turn. Yes, it's like a dimmer switch for your lights. But it's <laughs> not, It's just a little knob on the falcons where you can just turn it and be like, and whoop. And I got to wonder, is it still falcon shaped when you do that? Or does it turn into the standard Ovoid? It... <sighs> I mean, God knows, I have no idea. I mean, we know that last time he went out to go buff the shields up and put like little emitter dealies on the ship, yeah, which are technically outside of the hull because he put them on the hull. Yeah, so are those? <laughs> we don't know. We just goddamn it. it My questions on shields after this one throwaway line. Yeah, well, thank. You. It's the most of the the rest of this chapter is him doing shield junk. Because like, basically his plan is, I'm going to crank the shields really high up, and when I do, it will blast apart the asteroid. It'll cause it to shatter. Yeah, because he's idea. like, oh, we've already created this crack down there when the two hit. All I need to do is apply enough pressure to the sides to then split it. Right. And then I'm, I'm going to quit it. and And if you ask me. Obviously, I will admit that I did that. Yes. yes. I, I'm a hero after all. <laughs> no, but it, it's funny to me because this whole story has been like, this is two asteroids that walked into each other, right? It, then wouldn't they just gently be pushed apart from each other when you do this? How come they're... Sh- did they no, slowly fuse? I guess they did. I mean, the... the- Heat and pressure of hitting each other. All right. That makes sense. Sure. So his plan is just to like twist the shield knob to all, all the way so he can blow the ship or uh, the uh, the rocks around it apart. Yeah. I and he's really lucky that it doesn't just short the shields out. Well, I mean, that's, I assume, why he was like, oh, I just made the yeah. shield super rad. And then he also spends a whole time where he's like, I turn off everything like life support, fucking all of the energy that goes to anywhere because it is all going to shields. He's yeah. like, we'll survive for the couple minutes it will take for this to either work or us to die. I've always assumed that outside of the hyperdrive and the weapons, the shields are probably the most power drainy thing. I'm sure every time he's like, all right, I'm turning off the gravity in the lounge. And he's like, great, you picked up a point zero 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 four percent increase in shield power. Good. Good for you. Why don't you keep doing that? It's real fun. It doesn't fucking matter, Lando. But anyway, we also learned from this book and from no other Star Wars source I'm aware of that the shields are charged by getting hit by lasers. So his plan is not enough to just crack the ship apart. He also needs to get discovered and then wait for them to shoot some lasers, but not a lot of lasers at him so he can use those lasers to further power up the ship to blow apart the rocks. I don't think that was part of the plan. It I was. think he just got discovered. I mean, there's a point where they, he gets discovered, and I don't, I don't know if it was part of the plan or not, but he gets discovered, and they mention that uh, that as a couple blaster bolts find their way to the shields of the ship, that he sees the numbers suddenly dramatically spike, so he rams that that knob all the way to the Ram right. Ram that knob? Yeah. He rams that knob in that crack. <laughs> I really wanted to see what would happen, because he keeps talking about how he swings that knob all the way to the right, breaks it off. I want to see what happens if he turns it way to the left. Does the shield go... Can they go further into the ship? Yeah, because he's... I mean, he says that it is in... As far as the knob is concerned, I guess there is a positive and a negative. Because it's in the negative since it's below the hull of of the ship. Yes. So... I guess if he, like, kept doing it, could he be like, oh, let's murder everyone inside and just do, like, a pinpoint circle. I just wanted to, especially if it didn't kill anybody, like, bring the ship shields all the way into the ship so there's a little tiny model of the Falcon made of directed energy in the middle of it. And then I guess you could throw, like, powdered sugar on it so you could see it. And, and then deep fright and have yourself a croak Falcone. <laughs> oh, we should have called the episode that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the, the plan works. Right as the, the collection of fighters see him, he cranks the knob as far as it will go, goes to 11, and then it blows apart the asteroid and a bunch of little asteroid fragments destroy every one of those little fighters, but not him because he's got his shields cranked up. Yeah, he is He is where the explosion is going out from, yes. so he doesn't get hit by debris. I'd assume he'd still get hit by debris because some of the debris is going to hit other debris and be reangled back into him, Yeah, but it's fine. Everything's fine. He blows apart the asteroid he was hiding in and takes out like eight of the enemy fighters. I mean, he takes out a shitload of them because when we... In this chapter, go back over to Shango, and he's like, well, ev- Shanga. everyone's dead but, like, four of us. Yeah, there's five left of a starting pro- group of 24. I don't know that it was 24 at the start of this book. It was 24 at the start of their big dumb mission. I mean, it was, I think it was 24 at the, when we meet them, I well, think. Okay, that's, I, I guess. my Because I, I was like, these are all, like, old dudes, and they left when they were, like, old middle-aged dudes. So I, I was thinking maybe there's been some retrition before this as well, but whatever the, the, the important details to take away is that Lando beats them handily. There's only five left and they're like the fucking what? And and, and I we still don't know why they're trying to kill him. I'm still not sure they are. I'm going to be honest. I I, I, had, I had initially said, I think they're after uh, Lando and not, and not uh, Roker Gepta, even though they're planning with Roker Gepta for shit. But, but uh, cause I was just like, Oh, maybe when Lando landed on one of those planets and was like, I'm going to try and sell some people some fishing rods or whatever. He like inadvertently accidentally did cultural genocide on their world. And (laughs) then we find out that these people live like six months. Uh. That's like, that's their whole thing. Like I'm still waiting for that to be that for this to turn into one of those like sci-fi stories where measures of scale turn out to be the big twist at the end. Uh. But now here's my new, my new suspicion. They're not after Lando. They're after Vuffy. Uh. And here's why Vuffy is as incomparably old as Roker Gepta is. And he has no memory prior to about 200 years ago. Oh, that is that is at least one I could get behind. Because when you were like, they're after Lando, I was like, that's an idiotic thing. Going after Vuffy, though, I'm like, yeah, he might not remember being the like agent of murder that he could have been. Yeah, so that's my current suspicion is that they're after Vuffy because Vuffy did something before his memory wipe and has no idea. Yeah, I mean, granted, he does have programming that makes it so that he can't kill people yeah but we don't know that and again i'm still willing to allow for the notion that buffy was never a conqueror but instead he just showed up on some planet was like hello i will improve your systems by three percent because i'm so nice and then it turns out that doing that caused like a massive armageddon he just did a uh like a star trek yes uh like he broke uh, the prime directive yeah he just went in and was like oh this whole gender dynamic you got is stupid, and then fuck society. Let me fix that for you. Uh, your name's Jennifer now, instead of nothing. Okay, bye! God damn it, Rip! <laughs> you ruined our whole culture! Like, I'm just willing to allow that that's a possibility. But anyway, sure. the ships all have to as- skeedaddle and regroup. Um, they gotta skeet, skeet, daddle. They gotta, because, you know, there's still a whole bunch of asteroid chunks flying around, and they're not very well armored. Yeah, so only, like you said, five out of the 24 are still around. Yep. Uh, and then we go to Bohuamutda himself, and he has staged a porno. He he is he has staged not so much a porno as a, as a wild, like Bacchanal. ancient Roman orgy <laughs> yeah. that he does not care about. Yes. Yeah, so basically, Bohuamutda, let's introduce our our uh, theoretical target for the whole heist and, and uh, arrest and sting operation. Bohuamutda, perhaps the richest man in the galaxy. He's. He's fucking Harkonnen. He's, he's just a yeah. big, fat, rich guy. He's a fat, rich dude who doesn't give a shit about fuck. Uh, basically, he has no idea how rich he is. He hasn't used his own hands for anything in five years. Yeah, he's... He's fat enough that he's like, "Oh, I probably couldn't have used my hands for anything anyway, Yeah. but I'm rich enough that I don't need to." He's listed the they give him a kilo uh weight. Do you How's your uh in the head translation from kilos to pounds? Uh, he's about what? 600, 780 is, my, okay. is yeah, cuz he's 350 kilos. Well, it, yeah, it gives a range and I think the low end range is about 600 and then up <laughs> to like 750. Yeah. So he's 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 probably like He's just unbelievably huge, and he uh, that doesn't matter because he lives on an asteroid with very little Earth gravity and can control his own weight anyway with repulsor fields and junk. So his weight doesn't matter. He just at one point decided, like, I'm going to make myself a giant fat man for because I can. He's just, well, I mean, we learn in here when he very lazily sits there and doesn't give a shit about the giant ridiculous orgy he has gotten together. Yes. Nor does he care about the flame winds. And we find out that to him, he's like, oh, it's not that, like, I've done so much sai that I don't give a fuck about things. I've never cared. Yeah. I was a, you know, seven-year-old, and I didn't know what life's purpose was, mm-hmm. but I was an ultra genius, so I just decided to become rich because I could. Yes. So, so he has staged a Bacchanal. There are 300 people. In know, a quivering heap. Yeah, they've, he's made a quivering heap of sex havers, which is breaking the Star Wars law. Yeah, this guy's rich enough to break the law. Yeah, I don't know that that he's allowed to exist in Star Wars for much longer beyond this point because <laughs> he broke the rule. He took sex havers and made a heap of them. Uh And he says even they will occasionally stop fucking and moaning long enough to look at the sky and be like, wow, the flame went neat. Ooh. I mean, obviously for me, I feel like there would be a point where I'd stop having like a Bacchanal time where I'd just be like, dude, flame went neat because obviously this guy doesn't care and there's 300 other people so if you stop fucking, it's not like he's gonna go, hey, number 234 you stopped fucking for a while. I don't think that's true. I think he's one of those people who like is such an obsessive perfectionist even though he doesn't give a shit. He just has to do things right anyway. I think if any one of them stopped fucking, he has a a secondary group of people he hired to murder anyone who does that. (laughs) I've got sex murderers as well hidden amongst you. Whoever should stop fucking. You You were chosen for dedication and stamina. Now continue to grind (laughs) i don't see nothing wrong (laughs) i don't care how raw your parts are i booked you for three hours i love the idea that he's like there are 300 of you here to enjoy in carnal pleasures 20 of you are assassins (laughs) (laughs) here in order to kill those who will not bump and grind will you chance it Mm -hmm. Hmm. what about the one assassin who wants to watch the flame wind Hmm. Curious. Mm. Now to begin the festivities. Let us see. (laughs) Begin. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't necessarily say that they're fucking because it's a Star Wars book. No, they can't can't come out and say, like, anyway, Bohoamuta was watching people go at it, ruddy style. Try to imagine the smell of this whole situation. I don't... There's an 800-pound guy watching 300 people fuck in open air. Now, try to, if you will, to imagine... The, the, what's the, going the aroma, on here like the thickness of the air <laughs> there there is a greasy butteriness to the <laughs> air here you know when you walk into a mall and they spray you with a perfume sample <laughs> look you ever been in a real nasty spencer's <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah he's he's like crying and not noticing because he uh he, yeah he's he's crying because he's like I don't care about life. I've never cared about life. And the only reason I'm alive is because the only thing I can't bring myself to do is die. Yeah. Or to quit LaSai. Because LaSai gives him something resembling a purpose for a little while at a time. He's just like, eh, you know, it's good enough. Yeah. So that's our check-in with him. Then we check in with uh, Roker Gepta, who has never met a salesman. (laughs) Ha ha! God damn this little <laughs> tiny, like less than a page bit with Roker Gepta where he's like, oh, the true way to lie is to believe the lie yourself. For if the one who knows it is falsehood believes it, then you can trust anyone to believe it. It's a thing well understood by salesmen who I have Never met. No one ever tries to sell Roger Gipter things. I love this notion that this dude is like three thousand years old, and apparently it was probably a child and had a normal life at some point before he went all crazy times. But I, he just never met a salesman in his entire life. He's like never been to a store. That that metaphor I gave him earlier about the Spencer's g- <laughs> Spencer's gift. He's like. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking, wait, what, what does it smell like in a department store? What do you, what does that, what does that mean? What, who, what, <laughs> who, who, so, so wait, you're saying a store smells like filthy sex? Is that, is that, that, well, one more reason, I've never been in one, I'm Roker Gepta. I've never known a salesman. Politicians also know this secret, but I prey upon them, and what f- spider considers the fly? And you're like, what the f- are you talking You have to get out of your ass you're way too up your own head right now you've smelled your farts for too long and you have gone a little high <laughs> yeah like there's no one listening to this he's all like i'm far away far from my minions doing their machinations they'd better be feeding my gross three-legged spider monster or there shall be a reckoning yes <laughs> you're like oh dude quit Quit making up punishments for your guys. You know, this is just a waste of your own time. I love the bad guys that are so into being bad guys that they have an imaginary life where they get to punish people. They're like, ooh, I bet they're not feeding my gross monster. Ooh, what dumb things can I do to them for that? Like, man, you know what? Do what you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a happy dude. But yeah, he is cloistered away somewhere, unaccessible by anybody. Uh, he also mentions Bohua Mutta during his monologue, which is interesting. Yeah, because he's like, oh, Mutta moans that his life means nothing, but Gepta is consumed by an overwhelming lust for things, <laughs> including 300 people fucking. Yeah, like, you know, that it's a weird thought because you're like, okay, I know that Roker Gepta is up to speed on what Lando is doing right now because he has spies in the organization, blah, blah, blah. But still, why does he give a fuck about Mutta long enough to drop his name specifically? I mean it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, this is definitely not Gepta thinking this as much. It is, is you Smith telling us like, oh yeah, as much as, you know, oh, but yeah. uh, doesn't slipping give a shit in and about out of life. Voice. Yeah, he's like, look, this guy I just told you about who doesn't give a fuck about life is the opposite of this guy. They're both ridiculously powerful, but one doesn't care and one cares way too much. I would love it if he slipped farther in and out of authorial voice, if he was just like, yes, and if they don't feed my spider, I shall punish them. Also, I need to call Del Rey because the check hasn't cleared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the advance for the third one, or I'll stop writing, I swear to God. Where's the Wenis? My ship? My ship? The Wenis? Get out of here, you goddamn dog. I'm trying to write a novel. Just stream of consciousness. Anything El Neal Smith thinks, it goes in. Oh, Murphy Brown, what won't you disturb? I know that won't come out for 12 more years. Leave me my peace. Uh, But we end with, of course, Gepta being like, And I shall make slaves of gods! And indeed, in my vast empire, killing Lando Calrissian shall be but a footnote, just a fun little thing I did, a dalliance! I do like that, that meanwhile, that's our, our bridge. yeah, a microscopic footnote to the future history of intergalactic space was pleased. Yeah, it's great. I love that little bit where he's just like, this guy's going to be a useless pimple on the dick of history. And then it comes right to, meanwhile, the useless pimple on the dick of history. And you're like, hell yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> that's a good, good, joke good transition to... between things. Yes. That said, the thing that Lando is pleased about is like his... Uh, ability to get away from these gamble people he's having a long hard look at himself and wondering like how he ended up being a soldier of fortune on a death mission for like cops and, and he's like man if i could i would just be a rich dude on a passenger liner and this is a line that took me out of it teaching people the importance and meaning of an inside straight and i was like bitch, what's an to inside not st- to not chase oh to not chase an inside straight yeah. and i'm like buddy pal lando my friend What's an inside straight? <laughs> you don't play poker. What's a cubit? <laughs> Is there, are there straights in Sabak? Are you telling me that right now? Uh, Sure. Why not? I guess if I could find three consecutive I mean, numbers that happen to add up to 23. Not. It's it's not Sabak. He didn't say he would be teaching them the inside straight in Sabak. Mm-hmm. He just would be teaching them not to go after the inside straight because poker also exists here. <laughs> sure. Why not? There's a couple bits here where we just let Lando say shit from Earth, and it's fun. Like the one where he's like, "Hey, hey, we're not those kind of people," referring to pirates. Anyway, "Yo ho ho" and a bottle of Buffy. Where are we? And you're like, I, you know what? That's an ancient Earth dumb pirate thing. That's there are a lot of yeah. them in this. this it- <laughs> I kind of appreciate it. I kind of wish that was the movies, too, where Lando is just constantly mentioning, like, Earth stuff, and they never address it and talk about why. He's just like, well, I should get out of here. This place is hotter than Florida. And you are like, wait, where? <laughs> never mind. Bye. <laughs> it's named after the famous space rapper. You know, Flo Rida. <laughs> That would be amazing if they just decided, no, Lando Calrissian is from Earth, came here, and was like, yeah, fuck it. And, and no one ever asks him about it. Every time he drops a weird reference to a place no one's ever heard of, he's like, oh, I spent a week in Springfield, Illinois once. Not great. They- <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I assume that's some planet. Oh, yeah, the great planet Illinois. I'm sure that's in the, I don't know, far reaches. I've been to Illinois, but I've never been to Springfield upon it. <laughs> oh, Illinois. <laughs> I've been to Dilphanoi, <laughs> so so yeah, he is uh, getting ready for the 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 to make the drop. Yeah, they show up to the uh, asteroid where Mutda is, mm-hmm. uh, which again he is celebrating because he's like, "Oh shit, yeah! Not only did I get away from those pirates, but I managed to fucking find this place." Yes, because they used a dead reckoning measurement system that got him to a well-known cluster of asteroids that was not far from was it 5792 that's their current well, uh, destination whatever it is and they get a cool description as they're approaching it of what 5792 looks like it's basically a fantasy planet it's it's uh oh yeah he has enough money to be like oh i terraformed a fucking asteroid but the asteroid's weird in and of itself it didn't slowly become a sphere like most space bodies do instead it's flat disk so we can have a cool city thing on one side of it like like a bunch of pods and and uh and domes and stuff where living quarters are and then the top of it is just a big open field with a force disc across the top of it, like energy shield so that the sky is space and it's 15 kilometers of flat grassland. Yeah. with a castle on it. Yeah. He just, just like, fuck it. I'm rich enough to turn an asteroid into whatever the fuck I want it to be. Yeah. And so he made himself a, a, a disc world with a, with a castle on it and a bunch of land for people to fuck. Yeah. And they get approached by one of the guard ships who are just like, Hello, we have more weapons than God. Please fuck off. I really like that part where they're like, yeah, there's a ship here. They want to know what we're doing. What, what, what do we, uh, what do we tell them? Oh jeez Lando and here's the thing they can't communicate by radio because the flame wind is still happening it's a week long yeah so instead they're communicating by firing a be- a laser at at the cockpit uh, yeah Falcon's they're just cockpit. basically doing infrared laser beam things yeah. communication that way and there's no translation yeah lando has no idea what the fuck they're saying luckily Vuffy speaks every language ever Vuffy's like yeah i'm able to do that and also i can shoot a laser beam from my eye to communicate with them as well yeah i'm the cyclops bot and uh, <laughs> I'm from the punch dimension. I just remembered. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically they fly up. And they're like, what do you want? And, you know, Buffy's like, yeah, we're here for this. You're really late. Okay, well, pirates attacked. And Lando's like, damn, buddy, you're actually bluffing a little bit. You're Bluffy Rod. now. Uh-huh. I, you've learned to lie. <laughs> hey, man. Fucking sweet, my dude. You're getting cooler every day, Buffy. Because Buffy gives them like... Uh, why don't you have some smokes and drink with me? Then you'll be <laughs> real cool. Let's go commit the cool co- crime of stealing. <laughs> Let's go get that five tentacle discount. <laughs> but yeah, Buffy's like, yeah, they're uh they're not pleased that we're super late and they want us to like follow really close. And they are now listing all their weapons and... Jesus. They just want us to know that if we fuck around, we will find out. I really wanted that to just be like, I think they're making this up. They've listed a lot of capital-sized weapons, and that's a fighter. I mean, if they had some of these things, we'd just see that. <laughs> they would be bigger than the craft. <laughs> but he's and like, nothing's yeah. bigger than the craft. Feruza bulk? are you kidding me? <laughs> that attempted at a reboot. Not great. No good. <laughs> But yeah, he's just like, if 5% of the weapons they're listing are are real, Lando, we're dead. Lando's like, dude, we'd be dead either way. I turned off the guns a long time ago. Who gives a shit? But they're still over there just sending laser beam blinks like, we also have 30 slingshots. We got so many drugs. Please stop telling us about your guns. We have an umbrella that has a flamethrower at the top. And, and then another umbrella, that's a sword, a different umbrella, that's a mobile. What I'm saying is the penguin is on our <laughs> ship. All the, just listing every weapon ever. <laughs> they just listed- We have a big rock. Why? <laughs> I think they're just listing Samoan equipment right now. They just mentioned a Tayaha. I don't know. Are they gonna fly over and bonk us with it? It's just a club, Lando. We have a lawnmower. It's very dangerous. (laughs) We have a pillow that we bunched all the stuff up into one corner. Uh, I got a sock with a bunch of nickels in it. In fact, we have one with every denomination in there. I'm sorry. Did I say nickels? I meant uh, round disc credit units. One twentieth of a cred each on the coin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah, as soon as they go, hey, we got drugs, they're like, oh, okay, land. <laughs> Come on and land. But don't try anything, because here's another list of weapons. Yeah, when they get down to the surface, they're like, all right, and just so you know, if you try anything while you're here, here's the ground weapons we have. And at least that one's like... Lando sees them and he goes, yeah. Oh, they're not even bluffing. They can't just destroy anything. They could just stop listing them at any time. I'd be fine with that. This Look, really- the first five you mentioned would blow us up. You don't <laughs> need to keep going. And then the sixth one was just your fists because the government made you register them? That's a that's a weird thing to point out. Did he just say one of their weapons was his sweet Yeezys? <laughs> He just said one of his weapons was just The Shadows. <laughs> <I'm>, I... <laughs> he said one of his weapons was a DVD copy of The Shadow? <laughs> well, he does know what evil lurks in the hearts of men. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, the movie's not very good, so I mean, I don't hey. want to watch it. Fuck you, buddy. It's great. <laughs> it's very stylistically pleasing. It is. I would not say it's an amazing story. No, it's a fun movie to watch, though. It yeah. is not a good movie. I would say of the movies around that era where they were trying to bring the old comic strip like newspaper heroes to life, it's the best one. Yeah, because you're comparing it against what the Phantom and uh, I know there's one and more Prince Valiant. I don't think they've. Have they done a Prince Valiant? No, yet? they have not. Okay. I can't remember the other one I was going to mention but Garfield. It was a Garfield A Tale of Two Kitties. It was definitely Garfield: A Tale of the Second Garfield movie, <laughs> yes. not the first one. No, that was the second one was a direct adaptation. <laughs> uh <sighs> no, of all the stylized movies that came out around then oh, though, Dark City is the best. Yes, well the the other movie I was trying to remember which I feel terrible for is obviously the most popular one of them, Dick Tracy. Yeah. Uh, where, where they were like, and I'd way rather watch The Shadow than Dick Tracy come at me. You're not wrong. Dick Tracy has one gimmick, gross makeup effects, (laughs) and nothing else. It's true. Yeah. If you're wondering why they haven't rebooted it yet, it's because Warren Beatty is still sitting on those rights. He still thinks he's going to be in another one. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm stretching because we're. We, I guess we have a lot of shit left to do. Yeah, no? we like, only That was the first of the chapters. That's right. Okay, then no more stretching. Let's hit it. So they land on the planet, and Lando's just like, all right, uh, my plan is I'm going to go in with the LaSai, mm-hmm. and the three of you are going to hang back. And his first thing is he's talking to Buffy, and he's just like, all right, my dude, if I'm not back within eight hours, you need to fucking leave. Like, you have my permission to take the fuck off. And not only do you have my permission, if, within eight hours, unless I say otherwise, you will be given your freedom. You will be given all of my stuff. You are my heir. Mm-hmm. So within eight hours, if I'm not back, you just get all my stuff. Yeah. And you are a free robot. Yes. And, you know, he's offered to manumit Vuffy a bunch of times before. And Vuffy's always like, nah, man, I'm, I'm fine belonging to you. It feels right. It's appropriate. Oh, yeah, and at this point, he's like, now tell me what the plan is, and Buffy's like, why do you treat me like a baby? I have a perfect memory, and he's like, well, one, you keep calling me master when I tell you not to, and two, you're not going to follow the rules, and he's like, ha, you're right, I'm not! That's great, where he's like, Buffy, what's the plan? Don't make me repeat shit, dude. Buffy, what's the plan? Uh, if you if you're missing for more than eight hours, I will leave the ship and fucking find you. <laughs> uh, you can't. I already made. I already put a uh thing in the ship's log to make it so that you're in charge of the ship and you're your own man. If you ever get if, if uh, I die, so yeah. And Buffy is doesn't say it, but I'm sure he's like, dude, I deprogrammed that the moment you programmed <laughs> it. I, I don't think you understand how close of a relationship I have an Auto Man level of relationship with the Falcon. <laughs> I fuck the Falcon. <laughs> uh, and so he's like, all right, you go up into the bits and pieces of the falcon and indeed he just sort of connects and becomes one with the falcon yeah he just sort of snoops himself up into the into the uh area between the walls and just plugs himself in and then he goes and checks on uh vassy boba and <laughs> Vassie boba uh, and i know that's a hard one to remember <laughs> and Baby Fibope <laughs> and <laughs> the bird and big bird <laughs> yeah big bird and the police lady are in full spacesuits in uh, the floorboards because he's like, all right, you got to chill here until you can come in and arrest this guy. Yeah, And you need to be in full spacesuits because it is a procedure that we do when you dock somewhere that they'll just flood ships with poisonous gas to be like, yeah, as long as no one's in there, we'll flood it with gas. It'll kill all the like mites and weird alien bacteria you might bring from somewhere else that would kill shit here. Yep. And if you're smuggling people, they'll die. Yeah, I like the notion that they're doing it so that they can't be detected, but I also kind of like this flooding the ship with <laughs> poison gas. I got to imagine you really want to make sure the ship's well ventilated before you go back in. Like, what if you accidentally let the bathroom door closed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> so, nobody go in there for 20 minutes! No, it's not because of a poop thing. <laughs> well, it's not entirely because yeah, of- Well, not only. <laughs> But yeah, he he uh goes to Bo- to uh you got Boba in my head now. He goes he goes <laughs> to Boba Vassie, and he's like, "Hey, give me I'll, I'll take my fucking money now, please." And then she has this limp attempt to betray him where she's like, fuck no, I don't treat with criminals. You're getting shit from me. Yeah, I, I don't deal with low-life scumbags and criminals. He's like, then why do you work for politicians? Boom! <laughs> Just one of those days. <laughs> Got him! <'em. laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he's like, no, you're definitely going to give me my money because if you don't, I'm going to go to Mutda, the most powerful man in the universe or whatever, and, and be go, like, hey, I found some you. fucking stowaways. Oops, looks like some people found their way onto my ship. You should murder them. <laughs> she's like, you wouldn't. He's like, try me. <laughs> He literally like, like, ah, you know I would. I want that money. <laughs> Trust me. Give me my paper. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> so she throws him a bag containing the 173,000 credits he was missing. Yep, all that goes into a panel mm-hmm. in the Falcon so we can just shove it somewhere where no one finds it. And then for another little bit of Earth anachronism, he doesn't open up the panel where Fibot is. He just knocks out Shaving a Haircut and waits for the two bits. Yeah, I was like, oh, this man. is this Roger Rabbit? The fuck is- <laughs> You have now just said that Shaving a Haircut is a canon thing that exists in Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, makes you want to go look it up on Wikipedia and be like, yes, many smugglers knew that shaving, or gamblers knew that shaving a haircut two bits was a code that they could use to communicate exclusively with bird policemen. <laughs> Known <laughs> exclusively to bird cops. <laughs> Arbiters of bird law. Uh, so yeah, he then fucks off and is going to go take his big sack of lasai and mm-hmm. give it to the trillionaire. Mm-hmm. So he steps off the ship and is immediately confronted by two mean ass guards. Yeah. That do not give a fuck cuz he tries at least. He's like, "Hey, some something. weather we're having, huh?" <laughs> Which is a fun thing to say, I guess, to be like, hey, yeah, yeah, you see <laughs> you see that flame wind last night?" Yeah. yeah that's something. I kind of wish he had subverted it a little bit like, "Hey, yeah, you know, uh hot today, right? Is that a flame wind thing?" Hey. <laughs> You see the game? <laughs> you mean the game where 300 people have sex on the lawn? Yes, yes. I was forced to yeah, see I, it. I've had a hard time not seeing it when I, cl- <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I, you know, he didn't hire for any particular aesthetic purpose or anything. He just took 300 people. The first 300 that would do it. So, you know, it was weird in there. <laughs> he first tried Look, it with the, the first hundred, of 300. You, the first 150 out of those 300 were in the same polycule. <laughs> so it was just gross. So they're kind of being excluding towards the rest of them. So we had to get the prods out half of them have just turned into those eyes wide shut side extras that are just standing there in robes and like nodding approvingly some guy's got a weird gold mask and he just has his arms folded looking yeah and he's every once in a while he'll do a subdued nod and be like yes yes mm, you are having mm, sex that is good fucking <laughs> i approve i'm a weird <laughs> illuminati guy and i approve this fucking i will submit this for the approval of the midnight society <laughs> And then he does, and all the other kids are like, what the fuck are you telling us? Oh, my God. I call this one the tale of 300 people doing it on a lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know at least a couple of the people in the Midnight Society were like, hot. (laughs) Give me a part two. You know what? It's way better than that evil clown superhero one. I'll take it. (laughs) What, what, are you going to tell me another thing about a gross guy in a pool? Nah, tell me about people fucking... (laughs) You know what? We're not the Midnight Society anymore. This is the Porno Society. From now on, that is the floor. You have to beat the story of 300 people fucking on an asteroid. <laughs> yeah, when we try to <laughs> induct new people to the Midnight Society, they need to give us our best orgy story. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the guards won't talk to him. Yes. <laughs> That's that it came from. <laughs> All of that. <sighs> uh. So yes, he then gets taken to... The inside of the asteroid. Yes. And just like any other asteroid in the system, it's all honeycomb full of buildings and so on because space is at an inc- extraordinary premium. Yeah. And so he gets down there and he's just like, all right, well, here's the biggest fucking library that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. All sorts of things, not just your standard like Star Wars, they're like weird little cassettes and flimsy plash things. There is paper. There are tied knots. There's hieroglyphs. There's clay tablets. Yeah, there's stretched hides with glyphs etched into them. This dude straight up has the Rosetta Stone in his house. He has the world, the galaxy's largest collection of the printed word. Yes, and he is just like, fuck, that's. Impressive, I guess. I guess that's a thing he likes, is books and shit, because he has a lot of them. And And indeed, he's being read to by his manservant. Yeah, there he is. I guess skipping the the, the lawn thing, because we know it's still happening, because Lando could see it on approach. When he was landing the ship, he was like, I can see big heaps of people on the lawn, but mercifully, I can't quite tell what they're doing. I don't know what's going on down there, and I'm going to avert my eyes. I can smell it, and I'm in the vacuum of space. (laughs) I can feel it ew <laughs> somehow my hand just got slick this is no good <laughs> uh, so uh so but yeah his uh his manservant elk piss or whatever the fuck that guy's name is it's elk piss is reading him a bedtime I think, story I think it was elk copy or something like that I uh it is uh i think it's ek pice because it, i just uh realized it was an anagram of spike oh okay yeah epkis yeah yeah sure so, Epkis is. Uh, Ekisp. 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 EKIS. So, Ekisp is an incredibly old man with white hair and in a wizened posture, and he is reading a book to Bahua Mudda because, of course, he does not use his own hands. Obviously. And uh, as he walks in, he's just like, oh, very good. Yes. Now. That's wonderful. Now, please take his weapons away. Take his blaster. And the other one. You were thoroughly scanned in the elevator. I find you bristling with blasters. I bought a blaster for Belinda. My name is Bohua Mutta. And uh, he's just like, yeah, we we scanned you in the elevator. We know all your guns. So Lando turns out has two five shot sting beams now. Yeah, and he's like, to an incredibly angry guard. He's like, the fuck again? Give him the fuck over. Yeah, and he's just like, all right, here's one gun. Here's another gun, Eh? Hold, hold all of them. He's just the why can't I hold all these limes, but with guns? I know now? that's a great part. Orlando at least is deriving some measure of pleasure in this moment where he's being stripped of his defensive measures by the fact that at least this guy has to juggle his guns, <laughs> which like, shouldn't be difficult because the gravity in this room is nearly nothing. Yeah, you could probably just keep them floating. Just keeping them floating. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, but yeah, now that he's been denuded of weapons. Uh, Mutt does like, all right, everyone else fuck off. It's like, all right, you guys fuck off. And, uh, you, you'll find there's a a little thing over there. It's, uh, it's the, on the table it's the box. Yeah. A box of money. You can take the money out, put the lasai in mm-hmm. and then we'll be good. Yep. And then you have to go to the next place where you have to exchange a, uh, chipmunk doll stuffed with diamonds for a chip at doll stuffed with cash. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The diamond <laughs> dolls. Give a hand to the girls. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, uh, he Lando goes and checks, and sure enough, he had no idea what the money value of the exchange was going to be. He knew he had a brick of lasai. In fact, there's a moment where he makes Buffy before before the scene happens. There's a part where he makes Buffy go back and check the lasai to see if it's real. Yeah, he's like, I want you to make sure that it's there and that it is actual lasai. Because mm-hmm. if I show up and they're like, let me taste it first, and it's not, and I die, that would suck for me. Also, I know this shit is transmitted through skin contact, so I don't. I want to know whether or not I can touch it. So just go check. and then well, Lando- Yeah, he's like, you have to go check instead of me, because if I get it on me, I don't want that shit. Because yeah, exactly. I don't know that, how addictive this is. Yeah, he's got that cops being afraid of fentanyl thing, where he's just like, I, I will overdose and die immediately if I so much as see it. I'm the scaredest person in the world. That's why I need all these guns. Uh, but but yeah, Buffy goes back and checks and comes up and is like, yeah, Lando, it's real. And it's spectacular. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, great. Well, I up until this point, he had not known the value of his Brick of lasai. It's twenty million credits. Yeah, he's like, I didn't, you know, count all of it, but you know, I'm a gambler and I'm good at quick counting. Mm-hmm. This is at least twenty mil. That's enough to build like two gurries, <laughs> a couple of gurries here. Yeah, that's a in the uh, a constant attempt to gauge the value of a credit. We we always have a, we have how much to build a band and get off planet with it, and the value of a gurry, and and uh, this one's big. This is a big one. This is two and a, two gurries and change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, And as soon as he's like, Alright, well, thanks, I guess that's it. That's when the fucking elevator explodes out, and this is a fucking raid. Yes. And we get Bassi Vobo like, ah, Bohua you're under arrest for the blah 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 of owning and traded shit. You 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 snort shit and you suck ass. <laughs> yeah. And uh Mutda looks just vaguely disinterested in the proceedings. He's like, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nod. He nods to Fibot, who just turns changes where his blaster's pointed, and shoots Bassi Voba from such cl- close range that her head comes off. Yeah, just neatly blows off Bassi Voba's head, and that's where the chapter ends, with him <laughs> just going like, and you're done. <laughs> so so Fibot was the big betrayer after all, and he killed Bassi Voba. Indeed. So it, just to make sure everyone's up to speed on what's happening in the book, Bassi Voba's dead now, and she didn't get a line or anything. She just got her head clean, blown off. Just fucking wreck hell the next chapter opens with her. the the, uh, gravity's off in the room at this point and 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 it's just her body's just floating around and getting caught on shit along with those two guard corpses that are also just bonking around in here like a screensaver yeah so we we just got (laughs) like watching voba's body be like come on hit the corner corner. hit the corner corner Everyone alive in the room is like obsessively like, oh, it's so close. It's going to do it. Oh, it hit the side. Damn it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Next time. Uh, But yes, then uh, Mutta turns over and is like, all right, well, give me the report, Fibot. Oh, it turns out Fibot works for him. And he's like, well, uh, the order was to arrest you. And it came from top men. The highest echelon, sir. The highest top, top men. echelon. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, they were planning to arrest you. And, uh, then, then we got, and Mutta's like, yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, why are you so fucking late? You were supposed to be here like 20 hours ago. Yeah. He's like, no, I get it. I understand. Well, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, there were like pirates or something. I don't know. A bunch of fighters attacked us. We don't know why. I vaguely assume they had something to do with Lando here. I don't, I don't know, but we got attacked by fighters and we had to like hide, survive and evade them. And this is the first thing in the whole fucking story. That has interested Bohu Amadda. He's like, wait, fucking pirates? What? What the fuck? How, wait, and how many got away? And what did they look like? And where were they? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the first time where he's been like, oh, something, something that didn't go according to plan. Yes. Eat. Yeah. So he's like, what? Yo, I, I want to hear all about this. Tell me everything. And uh, then Lando's like, so anyway, can you like, what, what, what's happening? And he's like, oh, uh, so yeah, Bassy uh, uh, or Fibot never wanted to be a cop. He hasn't doesn't have the constitution for it. He's he's just. He's not really the right kind of guy for the job. No, he got pressed into it yeah. by the fucking empire who were just like, you have to be in our service. And so he was. Yeah. And, he, and uh, you uh, you don't want to be a, a, a cop, do you? Uh, five bottom and five, five Like, you, No. You want to be a cook. You want to be a professional chef. Now, you and I, Lando, I assume, would not want to eat any nonsense he makes. Because it'll just be like, Bert's I don't know. Seed milkshakes. Like, I, I made a thing that tastes like seeds and centipedes i made i call worm... it centi i made worm cake <laughs> <laughs> mm, worm cake. Yeah. So, But but that's what he wants to do, and I told him that if he did this job for me, then I would make it so he never has to answer to any authority figure ever again. That's Which right. Is, I, I wanted Lando to be like, well, let me just stop you right there. That's definitely the I'm-gonna-kill-you agreement, where you're like, oh, you'll never have to worry about X yeah, again. You, 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 didn't, you didn't say, oh, I'll make it so that you get to be a cook. You said you won't have to report back anymore. Yeah, he's gonna Ooh, kill you, bro. you fucked up. That's, that's, that's definitely... Definitely the, the the basic dark bargain is what that is. Yeah, you may as well have said, "I'll guarantee you get what's coming to you." Yeah, that's you. You you got to get a dollar value when you do these. You need them to put. the Don't credit just handshake sign. that shit. Have a full contract yeah. and what specifically will happen. I want the uh, the amount of credits you're going to give me and how. And that's that. That's a bare minimum. But you know, of course, before. <laughs> Lando can say any of that. Mutta grabs a fucking gun out of his Lycra shorts. Mm -hmm. That's all he's wearing. Yeah. Mutta, giant 700-some-odd-pound guy, wearing only stretchy shorts, reaches into his junk sack, pulls out a gun, and pinpoint shoots uh, Fibot through the heart, which happens to be in the middle of his little abdomen. Yeah. I can't remember which Bond villain he's a pastiche of as a result of this, where he's just wearing tiny shorts but he's like a big guy i forget if that's dr no or if that's blofeld because i haven't watched most of the early well i mean blofeld's always in that fucking gray suit okay so it must be dr no then who has one scene at a pool where he's wearing like tiny gold speedo shorts maybe maybe it's gold member yeah i could be i don't remember someone can correct maybe i'm just misremembering venture brothers i don't know but anyway yeah he it turns out he's actually quite adept and he he whips a blaster out of nowhere even though he's a giant fat guy which is i'm not saying fat people can't do this shit I'm saying that the book has been routinely telling us that he can't move. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the sort of thing where, like, when we get a description of him, he's like, yeah, he's got two little T-Rex arms that come out the side of him that are should be basically useless. Yeah. And yet in this, he just, with amazing quickness, is just, whoop, gun, you're dead. Yes. And he's like, haha, you thought I was a quivering heap, but in truth, I am a gun-haver. <laughs> yeah. Rock, rock on. And, you know, not only does he super quick draw and kill with pinpoint accuracy this guy but lando also notices this is the first time that it seems like mutta has liked something he's yeah. like oh oh shit he had no emotions until he murdered a guy and then he looked happy yeah oh shit yeah he's not happy about that and i mentioned earlier that mutta was interested in the pirates he wasn't pleased about them it was the first time he had shown any kind of yeah. Can't give a shit. No, this is the first time he seems satisfied. Now he's happy. And Lando's like, well, fuck. I can't, I, I can't imagine there's a way out of this for me, right? I mean, he doesn't even answer. He just goes, hey, you know, over there behind the couch, there's a little light stand. I assume it's floating or it's bolted down. Uh, It's got a cigar box. Go get two cigars and there's they're, a lighter. They're super awesome cigars. Way yeah. better than you've ever had. Uh, why don't you light one up for yourself and give one to me? And of course, he's like, eh. Nah.
1: I'm, I'm not going to get savvy. one.
0: He's like, ah, for God's sake, you're afraid I poison the cigars, aren't you? Here, You can put them both in my mouth and then take either one. I'll fucking puff off both of them. I don't it care. I, this is fucking pointless, dude. I, I mean, I have a gun on you. Yeah. Like, why would I want to poison you? I had no problem with murdering a guy who just murdered someone else for me whatever i just killed two go- two cops that are agents of the country's are the uh systems government and you're just some asshole gambler and i'm not even gonna notice the fines and fees it'll cost for me to get out of this so you know what, what it, but anyway he's like fine i'll just smoke both so lando takes a cigar eventually and sure enough they're really fucking good he's like oh god damn it now i miss my cigars yeah. this is really nice uh, this is- <laughs> the fucking cigarettes i rolled from the i is nowhere near as good as these. So Lando's making a generic sort of lame argument to be let go. He's like, look, I don't care who you, I didn't like either of those people anyway, and I don't give a fuck what drugs anyone's take, so can I just, like, go? Uh, he's like, yeah, man, I don't I don't have any love lost for cops, and is like, yeah, I'd love to believe that, but the reaction for when both of them died shows me that, You're actually a good guy. Yeah. Like, you want to say, oh, I'm a blase, fucking, I'll go around and do whatever pirate, but you're not. mm -hmm. You're a good person. (laughs) I don't know if I'm that good of a person myself. If I saw, like, I mean, yeah, I'd recoil and be terrified if I saw someone get killed in front of me. I don't know that I would necessarily dedicate the rest of my life to assassinating their killer. Yeah, no, if if someone's (laughs) like, hey, I'm a trillionaire, and I murdered a cop in front of you, I'd be like, I... Obviously, I'm not going to attempt to stop you because I will die yeah. and accomplish nothing. Yeah, you know how you had to, like, slush fund all the local politics? I am much cheaper. I will be out of here for $50 and half a sandwich. <laughs> Yo, you got you got a Monte Cristo lying <laughs> around? Of course you do. You're Bahua mutt. I have a special kitchen for Monte Cristos. <laughs> Bring them out. <laughs> And then it's just like the fucking sorcerer's apprentice of Monte Cristo's just making their way out. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I recently conquered a planet of intelligent Monte Cristos. They're more delicious if they hate it. <laughs> when you eat them, they scream. <laughs> Only at first. Only at first. <laughs> great. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm afraid I can't let you go because you recoil when they died, so you're a good guy, and I can't allow a good guy. <laughs> it's like, so, uh, so no deals then? No deals, but here's, go handcuff yourself, there's hand, he keeps just saying there's shit in the room, and he's behind like, this corner, there are manacles, and you're like, okie doke. <laughs> go and manacle yourself, and Lando's like, why, you're already gonna kill me, What? Well, if you don't manacle, I could kill you immediately or I could roast you alive with this thing. Yeah, he's like, I could just shoot you in the spine so that you can't move and then set this to a very low setting and just start cooking you. How about that? Why don't you put some fucking manacles on? The land is like, fine, fine, I guess you're right. I will put on some fucking manacles. You win this round, Bohua Mutta. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! It is not Bohua Mutta! <laughs> As he begins swirling and changing shape and becoming a light projection in front of him. And all the swirls keep going and going. And I'm not kidding, by the way. This is actually what's happening. The swirls swirl around all crazy to reveal Roker Gepta. I am Roker Gepta, and I'm going to torture you until you beg for death. <laughs> <laughs> Roker Gipta, They drive me to drink. <laughs> oh, those Calrissian boys. <laughs> I spent the whole episode trying to remember what character we decided to use for his voice <laughs> and Dan Backslide just came back into my head. Halt, Roker Gepta! Halt, Roker Gepta! <laughs> no, in <and> here! <laughs> here! Over here! <laughs> over here! <laughs> Watch the Dover boys, everyone. That's <laughs> really fucking good. But yeah, like... <laughs> so he turns into Roker Gepta and he's like, for I am Roker Gepta and I will devote the rest of the year to making you beg for death, <laughs> Uh, now the question I have, of course, mm-hmm. is, I mean, I assume Mutta is an actual person that this guy is then impersonating and not that Mutta has always been Roker I kind of prefer option two here. It can be either way. We don't know. Either he killed and has been pretending to be Bohua Mutta for a while now, or I like to think he's always been fucking Bohua Mutta, and this is just... He's so incomparably old and powerful that, yes, he's also the richest man in the universe when he's in this fat guy body, but he doesn't give a fuck. This is just a thing he does sometimes. It's not even important. (laughs) But it could be either way. He could have crawled into this fat guy's ass and killed him, or he could just be this guy. We don't know. Or, right now... Topside, Bahua Mutta is watching 300 people just lazily slap bits. It could be. And meanwhile, like, below I, decks... I feel nothing. <laughs> yeah, and everyone in front of you doesn't either. They've been going at this a while. <laughs> they mostly feel chafe. That's the that's the thing they're describing oh, at yeah, this point. Oh, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Limp dicks slapping the sides of people's thighs. Does this do anything for you? Nothing's happening anymore. Uh, Mr. Mutt, uh, I recommend we once again activate the lube sprinklers. (laughs) It's like the opening of Blade. (laughs) Just a bunch of fucking lube sprinkling down from rain things in the ceiling. Just a bunch of sex ravers. And they're like, oh, God, this fucking song again. (laughs) Yeah, we just combined the opening of Blade and that fucking rave scene from The Matrix, and then everyone's naked, and it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Except everyone's been doing it for hours, so it's a lot like more like the end of the third Matrix than the middle of the second. <laughs> <sighs> also a little more like Blade 3. Also. A little cock-juggling thunder-cunt action. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, Blade 3, I wish you were just like 10% better, because <laughs> then you'd be so fucking good. <laughs> Uh. anyway that's the big twist reveal it's roker Gepta. yeah we don't know if roker Gepta's. i mean we know he has he's been on his fucking weenus this (laughs) for at least part of this well importantly we note that in the last time we heard from roker Gepta, he was just floating somewhere and he was thinking about bahua mutta exactly so we know he was already in this fat guy watching the bacchanal yeah in this episode we know he had already taken mutta's place at some point. Yes. But we still don't know if Mutta has always been Gepta, or if he murdered him and took his place, or if both of them are doing their own thing at the same time. I prefer to, I, here's the thing I would like. I would like, this is just a preference. I would like it if this actually was he killed Mutda a while ago, because this clears fucking house for this episode. We just killed Almost all of the cast of this book in particular. Right? We were like, oh, right, well, there's Lobdolof, Bohuamutta, Weewa Fibot, and Bassivoba, and the only one left is Lobdolof, and there's no way he matters. No. I guess there's Clint Shanga still, but he barely matters. Oh, I mean, Shanga and his four friends in their shitty fighters yeah. obviously are going to show up at some point because we aren't done with them. Yeah. But it's just it's just amazing that at the level of house clearing this was. So I I prefer to think that there's no Bahuamata anymore, that we were just like, hey, you know, the three characters that this was ostensibly about. It's not. (laughs) I mean, I could see maybe Shanga knows that. Roker Gepta can look like other people and thought that Calrissian was one of his, oh. like, personas. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to try and kill this guy because that's Gepta because he's been spotted at places where Gepta's schemes have gone off. I mean, I don't know that that would necessarily work because one thing we do know is that Roker Gepta has put an insane price on Lando's head. He has not put a price on his that's head. That's right. He's just he has hired sent people. Assassins. That's right. He's only hired individual people. Yeah. So, yeah, it could all be a secret. Who knows? We don't know what's going on. Yeah, all Shang- we know. Shang- could be like, Oh, uh, clearly the fucking first book was the work of Gepta, and the only person who managed to survive that that anyone knows about is Calrissian, so he assumes Calrissian is a Gepta persona. Yeah. So at this point, we've cleaned house quite a bit. There's still Clint Shanga and his fighters. Fibot and Voba are dead. Bahua probably dead. So who's left? Our heroes and 300 really tired people. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's go ahead and say it. They're the real heroes here. ha <laughs> ha. The show must go on, one of them just said. <laughs> uh, some some adjutant came out and was like, uh, attended fuckies, uh, I regret to inform you that Bohua Mutta has died. And one of them just goes, oh, we must continue in his honor. <laughs> he would want it this way. Bohua Mutta is dead. Long live Mutta. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. There's the episode. There's there's those chapters. Gross. uh, (laughs) There's there's some real nasty stuff for you. (laughs) And I hope you'll come visit us over at the Patreon, where we're going to do some bonus content. That's right. And bonus content, we head over to Wikipedia and probably find things way less gross than 300 people doing it. Not me. <laughs> I found orgies. I'm just kidding. I found <laughs> this way less gross. Uh Yeah. If and it's at the new $4 level at our Patreon that you can find that, because we've switched all of our costs to monthly. And this is just a quick reminder. If you're just finding this out, you don't need to do anything. Your your pledge was already doubled. Don't go double your pledge. That's actually quadrupling it. Yeah, just or just or do, or go, do. Double go, go, go double your pledge. Don't don't go double your pledge. Don't go doubling <laughs> Patreon. I just don't want people to spend more than they think they have to. That's all. They can they're allowed to spend as much as they would like. Yeah, spend what you want, mm-hmm. but not more than you have. Uh huh. Exactly. That's all we're saying. Give us all your money, but not more than all your money. <laughs> Give me. Most of your yeah, money. that's all we want. Just most of your money. I just want most of your money and all of your love. Just love me. <laughs> the guy, John needs about two hundred and ninety nine of you. I need. I need a, <laughs> another couple hundred of you to show up and give me your love. I need to. I need to ask a question. How deep is your love? About thirty six bodies. <laughs> Uh, okay, so anyway, where were, where were we? Uh, Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Joining us at the $4 level will unlock the Star Wars content and the bonus content for System Mastery. Right there, you've already got a $4 charge for like six extra episodes a month. Yep. Sometimes more. There's another level you can go to up at 10, which will unlock everything. You get another three episodes a month at that point. Goddamn the right. Afterthought and the TV Mastery, all good shit. Everything's really fun. If you need extra episodes to get you through commutes and hard times and doing the dishes and what have you... Boy, do we ever have them. Yeah, come look, join us. If you're stuck in an orgy with 299 other people and <laughs> you need is- something to take your mind off of it, pop in your AirPods and let us make fun of your current situation. <laughs> oh, no. He's got his AirPods in. He can't see another guy coming up behind him. <laughs> so there you have it. That's uh, that's the Patreon. Please come support us. And if you can't, you know, just leave that's, a nice comment or something. That's fine. Just, just be say, nice. Just say hi. Be nice to us. That's all we need. Just, just find us at System Mastery on Twitter and go, Hey guys, nice. You know what? I actually would say if you can't if you can't support us, follow us on Twitter, because that number that we have for followers is not big enough for us to matter. We need to matter, goddammit, so that yeah. we can we can yell at Mike Merles and shit. Go follow us at System Mastery or go follow me at Gurgle Spasm. I don't know if you saw this, John. This is a little show update note for you. A little show update the, note. About You're fired. <laughs> bad news, John. <laughs> no, about about two weeks ago, we or three weeks ago now, we did the episode on uh Ray Winninger's Underground. Yeah. And we we couched the whole thing as a a uh, Decision on whether or not Ray Wininger should be allowed to run Wizards of the Coast D and D arm. Uh huh. He announced he had quit yesterday. Oh, I know. Yeah. Look now, did we did, put it out in the universe? Did, did That's we, the secret. Did we do that? I mean, obviously yes. But are we going to take credit for that? Again, obviously yes. If you buy our book, we'll teach you the secret. The secret. <laughs> So anyway, uh, support us on Patreon. Thank you so much. I've been Elan Sleez And I'm so tired of fucking. <laughs>